Trash episode 249, Secret Society of Superheroes. Maybe the title of the comic that we read. <laughs> I don't know, it's not here in front of me. My name is Eric. I am Jason. <laughs> What's up? Not much. <laughs> yeah, about that. Uh, is that the first time? I mean, maybe. I think so, yeah. Uh, I forgot to bring over the comic that you loaned us to review. Yeah. Um, so we've both read it, but right. it's sitting at my house. Like, So uh, we can't make any... We can make references to it, but not anything specific. <laughs> Do we ever, though? Uh, well, sometimes. Yeah, okay. We, we point to a page, you right. know, a panel, something. Right. Uh, now we're just going to have to remember. <laughs> and uh, our like, memories are not the best. Luckily, I read it today. Yeah. So, so you're a little more fresher on it than I am. Right. Uh, I think uh, I finished reading it like Tuesday or Wednesday, so... Uh, oh. Uh, you, know, uh, I've, you know, I've read it multiple times as well, yeah. so, you know, hopefully there's some stuff, but, right. you know, on this last reread, <laughs> there was quite a few things that, that happened that, that you wanted I to bring up. Totally forgotten. Right, right, right. No, yeah, nothing specific that I wanted to bring up, just, uh, you know... I'm just saying that, you know, I've read it at least four or five times, and, you know, in this last year, read I... You're like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. this happened. I don't remember that. Right. Yeah. yeah, I think I'm pretty sure that's the title. The Secret the, Society the, of Sec- Superheroes. Yeah. I believe it is written by... Uh, oh, I remember. David Tishman. <laughs> it's written by Howard Shaken and David Tishman. Uh, and drawn by Mike McCone. Mm-hmm. Published by DC Comics. Elseworlds. Elseworlds, indeed. Yeah, I love the Elseworlds line. I do, too. Yeah. That's uh, such a great idea. It is, and uh, DC refuses to do anything with it anymore. Yeah. Because, uh, I don't know, it'll tarnish their brand. Yeah. Way. I mean... I think we've bitched about Else- about the lack oh, of Elseworlds yeah, before, yeah, but yeah. it's like, it's like why, why isn't every single DC and Marvel comic an Elseworlds from every other you know, title, uh, the same title comic. Like, every Spider-Man story, you know, why is that not just an Elseworlds from each other? Like, why do they have to retain some sort of continuity? Like, once a writer, an artist, are done with their run, like, like it should be, like, an Elseworlds every other time. Uh, I don't necessarily agree with you there, but uh, I also don't disagree with you. Well, I mean, I don't mean, like, every time they have to change his, like, base into, you know, he's a millionaire, and then all of a sudden he has a submarine, but I mean... They shouldn't have to like retain any sort of continuity. I think that's a difference in what you're talking about. Because mm-hmm. to me, in Elseworlds is uh, it's the same as the Marvels. What if it's uh, you know we are drastically changing okay. the right. stories of these characters? Yeah, yeah. Uh, what you're talking about is something that I do 100% agree with you on, and that uh, you know it should not matter that uh, you know in issue. 214 of Amazing Spider-Man, you know, uh, that the Frogman died, and then and now in issue 648, you know, the Frogman's back with no explanation. Right. You know, well, he was dead! Yeah. You know, yeah. It, no, fuck that. Uh, yeah. I can't read this. Right, yeah. How am I to enjoy this? Exactly, yeah. Uh, you know, it's like when Grant Morrison took over the X-Men, you know, everybody kept asking him about, like, all the plot holes and then, you know, threads that have been left dangling since, you know, 20 years prior. And he was <laughs> right. like, I really don't care. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm just writing X-Men. Right, yeah. His whole thing is super consistency. You know, as long as the characters act the same or, or at least have the same motivations or, or like, you know, just, just, like, as long as you get the core yeah. of the character the, and the stories. The recognizable, like, thing that makes them that character. Right, yeah. Then, like, you know, you can just... And people should just completely ignore continuity. Right. Like, like every time anything that I read is just so drenched in, 
you know, everything that has come before it is just a slog to get through sometimes. <laughs> right. Yeah. I like it. It's, it has to be so referential. It's like, yeah, it's it's no longer entertainment at that point. It's like a history lesson. Right. Yeah. You know, and and you know, I don't, I don't read, I don't read Superman to have a history lesson. Right. Yeah. And uh, you know, it's like, and then there's people who get so worked up about it too, who uh, you can't, like like the new Fifty Two. You know, uh, you know where they've sort of. You know, started everything over from scratch, but not entirely. Right. And so now people are just, you know, prohibiting themselves from even trying to like something because they can't figure out how Batman can have five different Robins in the only five years that he has been Batman. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's, it's a problem. It's a problem, sure, if you think about it. Yeah, but uh, why think about it? Exactly. Right. It's just comics. Yeah. Why think about <laughs> it? Right. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. I mean, you know, the character's been around for 80-some years. Uh, you know, why aren't we picking that apart? Right. Yeah. Which people do. <laughs> and, yeah, just just stop it. Yeah. I mean, I'm not enjoying DC Comics because they're just not good anymore. Right. <laughs> but I'm not not enjoying them because I don't give a damn that, uh, you know, there are 17 different Robins running around right. that uh, Superman used to run around in, uh, you know, a t-shirt and jeans, you know, before he found his Kryptonian uh, super armor. Yeah. I don't give a shit about that. Yeah. Right? As long as the stories are good. It shouldn't matter. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. It shouldn't matter. But it does to some people. And, you know, everybody's got their own thing. Those people are wrong, though. <laughs> They're ruining... They're ruining the hobby for everyone. I can't. I I can't say they're wrong, but I can say they're not enjoying themselves as fully as they should be. Right. Um, who knows? Maybe they're right, and we're we're just way off. I don't know. We should just not be having a good time when we read our entertainment. Uh, you know, I mean, that is the vibe of the comic fan on the uh, on the internet. Is mm-hmm. that uh, you know, yeah, if, unless you're just bitching about everything you're reading. Then uh, you just should be reading, I guess. I don't know. Which seems to me it should be the opposite. If you are bitching about everything you're reading, maybe you shouldn't be reading. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They they want everyone to complain. I right. guess. I guess. And then here they go, getting us to complain yeah. about the complaining. Right. Oh my gosh. Ah, it's a vicious cycle. It is. It is. But. We didn't read a new DC comic. No, this is fairly old. Yeah. Uh, I can't remember early 2000s. Just look at the copyright. Yeah, well. <laughs> yeah. That's what we usually do. Oh, wait a minute. I can't find it. <laughs> um, yeah, I forget. I, w- I want to say, yeah, because there was no ads. It's one of those two-issue prestige formats. Square bound. So there's no ads to, like, date it, you know. Um, but yeah, I think it, I think I want to, I want to say, yeah. I too. think so. Uh, that's around the time where David Tishman was, uh, regularly working with the Howard Shaken and they were doing things here and there. Oh, what else did they pair up on? Uh, I think they had a Vertigo series together, uh, American Century. Oh, that was them? Okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. That was, that was Vertigo. Uh, and I know, uh, Tishman himself wrote, uh, Cable for a while. Oh, wow. And, uh. Really good run of cable. Really? It was a really good run of huh. cable. It eventually became Soldier X. Okay. And, uh, but, but yeah, I loved those issues. Oh, yeah, I never read it. I'm not what you would call a fan of cable. You're right. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, uh, yeah, around 2000, 2001 mm-hmm. was around that time. Yeah. 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 So, uh,. So what do you think of this here book that I can't point to? Um, there's parts of it I like. Okay. But overall, I did not like it. Really? Yeah. Um, it was just, like, I, I like, I like Elseworlds and I like reimagining characters, but there's a fine line with that kind of stuff for me where there's a lot of, like, you're like, hey, look, it's this guy, nudge, nudge, wink, wink. There's a, okay. there's a lot of that. And, like, I get that. You know, there is that fine line, and it's hard to to do that perfectly. But there was a lot of it in this series that felt a little nudge, nudge, wink, wink. 
Um, I'm normally with you. That uh, you know, whenever anything is is definitely blatant like that. Uh, you know, that was pretty much my criticism of like uh, you know the new Star Trek movie and then the Evil Dead remake. Right. Is that it was just like, hey, look, we're referencing the old shit. Right. Yeah. You know? And I, that turns me off completely. Like, yeah. completely takes me out of the story. I don't know that I noticed it so much with this right. series. So, like, um, what? well, I mean. Like, one of the big ones was towards the end where, uh, the Batman character, uh, meets a girl and she just happens to be named Robin. And I don't know. It was just like, like, okay. Just yeah, little, just little ones like that. I mean, I, it wasn't as bad with some of the other heroes. That specific one. Yeah. I yeah. Agree. That was, it felt wedged in. And even, even like, I don't know why, I don't know why Selena Kyle was in there. Like, Unless they were trying to um, foreshadow a sequel, maybe. Um, uh, probably that. Probably, you know, again, it was still more nudge-nudge. Right. Uh, it was also kind of a nudgy thing. Yeah. Just uh, echoing uh, Batman Year One, where where Batman, you know, shows up, and so now this Selena Kyle you know, decides to right. you know, become Catwoman. Yeah. So I think it's, you know, just... Uh, I, I I think there was one more that stood out, but I can't point to it for some reason right now. <laughs> <laughs> but and like while while I'm saying the things I didn't like about, it, there was one other thing that really bothers me. It's one of my least favorite things in comics, and I think this is uh something that bothered me worse than the nudge nudge wink wink thing. Okay. And I hate this, and I've read this in so many books where. You'll have like a series of panels, maybe say like in this one it was uh I remember it was like four kind of tall panels in a row, and on each panel there was a narration balloon that continued from panel to panel. There was a phone call conversation that continued from panel to panel, and there was a thought balloon that one of the characters was having that continued from panel to panel. And I think that is just horrible storytelling when people have, and I've seen really good writers do it like. I can't remember specifics, but I, yeah, I'm, well, yeah, <laughs> but I mean, people that I was like, I can't believe they're doing this. Like, I can't remember if it was like Grant Morrison or somebody, but somebody I was like, this guy is above doing this. Um, like, I'm not a fan of Howard Chaykin, so like, you know, it's not surprising that I find faults in his writing, right. but, um, yeah, it just bugs the shit out of me because like, I don't think I'm a dumb guy, but when I'm trying to connect three things over it, <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, as far as comic readers go, but no, when I when I'm trying to connect like three different uh, ongoing like sentences from right. panel to panel, it bugs the shit out of me. Nah, I get you. Uh, you know, uh, it's it's kind of sloppy to to do things that way. Uh, and actually, uh, just before you got here, I was reading a, uh, a comic book uh, called Ash. Yeah. Uh, Early mid and early '90s uh, creator-owned book by Joe Casada and Jimmy Palmiotti. Nice. And uh, in the very, like the first four pages or something like that, there is something very similar to it, but but it's spread across pages. Uh, <laughs> right, right. And, and it bothered the shit out of me. Mostly, one of them was because, uh, you know, and I mean, this was both of their first times like writing something. Okay, right. You know? Uh, so, so, you know, it has a lot of, you know, just, you know, novice writing things. You know, some, that, some pitfalls, right? Yeah. Uh, but it's like this, it's a scene of like a building that's on fire and there are firemen like working. And so there's just like, you know, uh, you know, dialogue, you know, of them like talking to each other, looking for people. And then there's captions, which are like explaining, you know, what's happening. And then there's other captions which are quotes from a Shakespeare play. Oh, that, okay, that's even worse. Yeah. Like, I hate it when it's quotes. Yeah. And, like, that's fine if they want to do the Shakespeare reference thing and then just have, like, that be the only text in those panels. Yeah. That yeah. works. Or, or like, something that I think... It's weird because, like I mentioned earlier, there's fine lines with this kind of thing. Because I think it's fucking brilliant when there's some sort of narration that continues from panel to panel, right. but there's silent action that is completely different than that narration. Right. I love that. I well, think that's I, mean, great. I think what you're talking about is where, where I see, uh, or where I do agree with you is that, uh, you know, 
like if you're, I can't remember the the sequence, the sequence at all, but you know, uh, <laughs> you know, just, you know, if it's three separate things happening across those panels, you know, uh, like at the same time that, but yeah, you have to like read each yeah. panel like three separate times, right? To, like, yeah, because I was reading it in order as it flowed, you know, like. Right. Like different color, because like sometimes they color coordinate. I'm like, oh, that'll tie it all together. Right, right. Like I'll make this one yellow and that one blue without the lens. Yeah, yeah. But I was reading them in order, and like by the third one, I was like, I can't remember what any of these were originally going. So I had to go back and you know, read all the blue ones, then all the yellow ones. And I was like, it, you know, this that's just no, yeah, too it's clunky. A, it's bad. Yeah, I agree with you. <laughs> and yeah, it's it's something that I've seen a lot. Right. Know, and, uh, Definitely older comics or comics from from older creators. Which right, right. Which they can, you know, he's a veteran. Yeah, he's, he's been in this war for a long time. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. uh, he was on the front lines. At Do you want to tell that story? Because you were reading <laughs> Ash a while ago. It's pretty funny. Uh, so yeah, in the first issue of Ash, there's a uh, pinup. Uh, which uh, comics used to do back in the day with uh, guest artists. I love that. I, yeah, I did too. You, know, you could pull them out. They were usually the centerfold. I think occasionally Image still does it. Like I think Luther Strode had some of those. Yeah, uh, usually just in the back of the comic. Right, right. You know. But but never. I don't I don't see them much now as just like you know a fold out poster. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but it was by Barry Windsor Smith uh, of Ash and two of. Uh, Barry's uh, uh, creator-owned characters, yeah. and uh, like on the back side of the poster was a uh, piece of text that uh, he wrote. Uh, Barry Windsor Smith, yeah, Barry Windsor Smith wrote about Ash and about uh, basically it was about creator-owned comics. Uh, but but he writes <laughs> the entire thing as if they are fighting a, a war, and like the the enemy combatants are like the the generals. Of like Marvel and DC comics, <laughs> you know, and the despots and yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like really colorful. It's, oh, yeah, it's yeah. not just like yeah, this is kind of a war. We're you know, kind of no, yeah, yeah. And, you know, Jimmy and so Joe, we, we've got our scars, we've got scars, and they've been on the the you know in the trenches and you know, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, <laughs> and, and like, and there's a really heavy. Uh, um, oh, revolution! Yeah, so yeah. Begin this way. A lot of references to yeah, yeah like yeah. how horrible these evil bastards are right and so you know it's like celebrate you know that that joe and jimmy have now joined the ranks of of you know the creator owned freedom waving you know you know creators you know making their own thing and and taking their own path and uh this is of course joe casada who is now the uh i think chief creative officer of marvel <laughs> entertainment uh <laughs> who has not Actively created a thing in well over ten years, if not a lot longer. <laughs> right. uh, it is ironic. Yeah. And Jimmy Palmiotti, who is uh, the writer of All Star Western and Jonah Hex and uh, you know Harley Quinn and uh, <laughs> Batwing. Uh, All right. But at least on the Jimmy Palmiotti front, he actually does do a ton of creator own stuff. Oh yeah. Uh, like every couple of months, he has like a new Kickstarter thing that he's doing. Okay, like a, his own book, you know, and that he's been publishing through them. And then sometimes they get printed through Image, sometimes they get printed through Dark Horse. So he is still doing the creator own thing, right? In addition to working for you know Marvel and DC, uh, and I think uh, one of his old creator own books is now coming out through Icon. Okay, uh, Painkiller Jane. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, that's coming out through uh, Marvel's Marvel icon. icon. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I mean, he's still doing it, but you know, Casada clearly is is company man through and through. Right. Is. <laughs> so that is kind of funny. Yeah. But to everyone's just kind of sad. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Like, like I think it would be great for, you know, for everyone to be able to do both. You know. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, but it's like you know, like like you go back and look at like all the old image books from like when they first started and not just like the the first creators of image but like you know even like the secondary ones that came through right and how they're either now just not working 
or they're just they can only get work through Marvel or DC now. And yeah. You know, these these creator owned books that they did that they poured themselves into and you know, just don't exist and right. they're just mostly forgotten now. Characters are in limbo. Right, yeah. Uh, and there's just no market for them to be able to do that work anymore. Yeah, that's just a bummer. Yeah, it's a super bummer. But but at the same time, it was it was funny to read because because oh, yeah, yeah. it was Champion and Joe Quesada as like basically the new Dave Sim. Right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, but you know, and also some of the some of those guys, some of the the creator owned guys from the early '90s, they kind of ruined it for everyone else too. Like, Todd McFarlane and Rob Liefeld and Jim Lee. Right. Yeah, it was like, hey, we created everything, and now we're just going to farm all of our shit out like, uh, <laughs> like we are Marvel and DC. Right. Or, you know, just let the quality lapse and not give a shit as long as we're getting paid. And you had, of course, like your Pat Lees, those kind of guys. Oh, yeah. Kind of ripped people off. Yeah. yeah. So, I, I mean, I'm sure there are dangers to trying to work for a small company. Right. Um, I guess the the ideal situation would be to get a, a kind of a a consistent gig at Marvel or DC but have enough free time to self publish your own stuff. Right. That would be the ideal. Fair. Uh it's like you know, one thing that I see a lot and then that I just don't get. You know, I see it a lot with filmmakers also. Uh or just mostly actually. Uh you know, there are people who spend so much time and energy putting out basically like fan fiction Oh, yeah. You know, like, like right. people make fan films about DC and Marvel characters. People make fan comics about those characters. Why would you spend all that time and effort and money to do that when you could just be doing your own thing? Right. You know? um, my guess would be they think it's like a portfolio where, you know, if someone looks at YouTube and says, oh, there's a Star Wars thing, I'll watch that. Right. And then, like, oh, that was actually really cool. Who did that? You know, like, I'm guessing that's kind of where they're going. Yeah, but still, like, you know, just, like, like if you said, hey, we're going to go shoot, uh, you know, uh, Luke Cage in uh, Power <laughs> Fist uh, <laughs> short film, I would not want to do that. Really? Even if we let you play Power Fist? Even if, uh, <laughs> Iron, Fist. Know, Iron Fist, yeah. <laughs> Uh, even if, uh, even if that, I would, uh, yeah, why, why right. would I want to do that? Yeah. Right. And if we got you drunk enough, you'd, you would, Oh, if you got me drunk enough. Yeah. Sure. You'd even do the blackface Luke Cage uh -huh. a bit yeah, if you're drunk. Do a roll. Yeah. <laughs> Say sweet Christmas. Or, sweet Christmas. There, see? You're in. <laughs> you are cast, sir. Half our film is cast. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we got way off topic here. Oh, yeah, we were talking about... See, it's because we don't see it here in front of us. Yeah. Yeah, usually it's sitting right here on the desk for us yeah. to flip through. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, Secret Society of Superheroes. Elseworlds book. You didn't dig it. I didn't dig it. I'd, I would not say I hated it, but I would say I nah, disliked it. Okay. Uh, I, you know, okay. Uh, as I said, I had read it probably about six times by now. Wow. Okay. Um... So you hated it, clearly, <laughs> if you read it that many times. I, uh, you know, on this last reread, I certainly did not dig it as much as oh, really? I had previously okay. digged it. Yeah. Dug it? Dug yeah. It. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I found it actually kind of disappointing on a reread. All right. Um, so the story is, it's it's uh, like most Elseworlds stories about, uh, about DC comic superheroes. Yeah. But with a twist. With a twist of lime. Yeah. Yeah. Or lemon, depending on your tastes. I'd go lemon, actually. I'd go lemon. It's cool. Really? I like lemon. All right. Uh, so this one is uh, basically the, the conceit behind it is that uh, Clark Kent, as a kid growing up in the uh, 40s and 50s, uh, sees his dad, uh, who was a mason, uh, and the Masons get together and they help uh, people in need around the community, but they do it anonymous, anonymously, mm -hmm. completely. Right. Uh, which, uh, you know, young Clark uh, takes to heart uh, that, that he sees his dad helping people. Mm -hmm. uh, and so as a little kid, he uh, crushes some coal into diamonds and uh, wants to, to spread that wealth around, but uh, they won't let him. Because, uh, you know, that would just expose him as, as being different. Yeah, he'd be persecuted. Yeah. 
So he takes that to heart and realizes that he can only do good in uh, complete and total secrecy. So we flash forward, you know, 40-some years later, uh, where he is now the, uh, the head of uh, the Cryptic Order, which is uh, basically the Justice League. It's like a sort of a Masonic Justice League. Yeah. Uh, and it's uh, Superman, Wonder Woman, Hot Girl, Metamorpho, Plastic Man. Green Lantern. Green Lantern, The Atom, and The Flash. Mm-hmm. Yep. Right. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and uh, they all uh, they work in secret and they save the world and every criminal or whatever that they catch, they send to the Phantom Zone. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they, uh, they judge them themselves. Yep. Like there's no... Jury or police or anything involved. It's just it's kind of Judge Dreddish. Kind of Judge Dreddish a little yeah. bit, yeah. Uh, but uh, they uh, they do this. Uh, they have uh, they strip down uh, Wonder Woman's invisible plane to make devices that can turn themselves invisible. Uh, and so that's how they get around in the world and right. all stuff. And complete and total secret. Which let me interrupt for just a second. Which I thought was weird that a lot of them wear costumes still. Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> I mean. It's not perfect. Maybe they figured, you know, at some point this technology is going to fail, which eventually, spoiler, did. Yeah. But, you know, maybe that's why. Right. But, but that was, like, something I was like, huh. Yeah, uh, they, they wear costumes and masks. Or maybe they just don't want each other to know their secret. Identity. It's true, but they all seem to. Yeah. yeah, they call each other by Kyle and... Very, right, very. Right. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, then meanwhile... Uh, Lois Lane is a, an investigative reporter for a, uh, uh, like a tabloid type uh, right. magazine. Uh, what, what's what's the name of it? The, the Sun or something? Sun. Uh, what's the National Enquirer? Yeah. National Enquirer. Yeah, it's that that level. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, yeah. So she's writing about like weird stuff that happens, and Perry White is the editor. And, he, he wants better verbs. Yeah. He's always talking about better verbs. Uh, and I think they do, like, a lot of Bigfoots type stories right. or something like that. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, Clark is the editor at uh, the Daily Planet, where he's been for 30-some years or whatever. Uh, and uh, then there's a uh, an FBI agent who starts uh, sneak snooping around and trying to discover all these uh, weird disappearances that are happening. Uh, agent Bruce Wayne. Ah, huh, I've heard that name before. Yeah. He's uh, kind of a uh, uh, a Mulder, X-Files yeah. type uh, uh-huh. FBI agent. I hadn't thought about that, but you're totally right. Yeah. Uh, he, he knows that there's a conspiracy out there, and he's going to uncover it. Right. And it has to do with uh, aliens and weirdness and stuff. Invisible people. <laughs> Invi- oh, yeah, and, and abductions. Lots of, ab- Lots of abductions, yeah. Because all the criminals basically get... When a, a crime happens in this... Else world, right. the criminal just kind of disappears, and you know they're abducted, and, right. and uh, you know you know they're in the Phantom Zone, but Bruce Wayne does not know that. There's also other abductions, in which uh, uh, some well people who were abducted and then returned. Uh, oh right! Seen like a weird green light. Right. As uh, the Green Lantern is going around uh, on his own and kidnapping people who might have superpowers. <laughs> right. Uh, and kind to, of testing them. Kind of testing them to recruit them into the Cryptic Order. Uh, because there's also a battle going on within the Order. Yeah. Some of the heroes want to go public and uh, some of them want to stay hidden. Uh, and so in order to sort of supplements uh, how, how their their lifestyles. Uh, they use their abilities to be invisible and whatever to play the market and you know sort of manipulate uh, you know, finances and whatever for their own game. Right, yeah. which which was cool. I thought that was a good element. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, I mean, they're not good people, but they're not bad people either. Right. And some of them uh, have, you know, more, more dark spots in their gray area than right. others. Like Green Lantern seems like Green he's kind of, kind of a dick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's almost a superman in this. Pretty much, yeah. Uh, and so yeah, so that's that's pretty much the the plot of, of the two issues is uh, all that going on. Hey, it, and that's another thing too. I thought I thought they either should have left out some of the some of the characters, like maybe not even had Lois Lane or or whatever, right. or or made it like almost twice as long. Like right. I think it would have helped with a little breathing room. 
Because there, there was a lot going on. There was. Uh, yeah, I think you know, it could have been maybe three issues total. Right. You know, or, yeah, you know, some of the characters just, like, metamorpho, like, yeah, along in there, especially if you got Plastic Man. Yeah, uh, and and I hate to say it, but like the Phantom Zone stuff was probably my favorite part of the entire book. Yeah, I loved the Phantom Zone stuff, right. but it almost felt Ultimately like it. They could they could have left it out. Yeah. yeah, which sucks because, like, I almost would have rather the whole book been about the Phantom Zone. Uh, there should have been more dedicated to it. I think, definitely. right? Uh, at least just more about it, and like, because basically what it is, like, a criminal gets sent there, and he, you know, basically thinks he's going to hell because he's... The fam zone, right? Right, yeah. And he shows up and it's basically just this lush, green yeah. hippie commune. It's kind of like the prisoner. Like, right. he, like, he can't leave and it's really nice and pleasant. Yeah. But at the same time, you know, he can't leave. Right. Uh, and Martian Manhunter's there, right? Martian Manhunter is uh, sort of in charge of uh, everything. And, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, families have, have grown, you know, from, you know, the Phantom Zone prisoners. Yeah, so there's like 350 prisoners or something, but now there's like 500 people there, so right, yeah. it's you know it's a big little it's a big community. Right. And yeah, I would have definitely liked to have known more about that mm-hmm. uh, than than they actually touched on. Uh, but ultimately, it should have just been kind of left out. Probably, yeah. But I mean, it does. Yeah, I think so. Because because spoiler, the ending of it is basically Batman. Uh, you know, and uh, Kid Flash deciding to release the right. prisoners, yeah. which, uh, I mean, ultimately, I don't know if it has the impact uh, since we've seen some of the Phantom Zone. Yeah. You know, uh, I mean, seeing how nice the Phantom Zone is sort of helps not vilify these these heroes for being Judge Jerry and Executioner. Right, right. Um, because they're not just locking people into some sort of horrible right. existence, but at the same time, yeah, it's like I don't know, it's just kind of problematic. If anything, I think maybe it actually even loses some of the impact because I mean, the Phantom Zone does seem like a really nice place. Yeah, and, yeah. yeah. And, I would live there. Yeah, I would totally live there. They're they're, they're self sufficient. They meditate. They yeah, yeah. chessboards. And nice. It's, it's pleasant there. The weather. Know. The weather seemed nice. Right. Uh, so, if anything, releasing them from the Phantom Zone is more of a punishment than anything else. Unless they just kind of open the gates and they're allowed to leave, maybe? Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Because, uh, because, yeah, because cause I think, uh, you know, like, like it's just, uh, like, especially for children who have grown up in the Phantom Zone, uh-huh. you know, to all of a sudden be thrown back on their <laughs> oh, yeah. Earth and Can you imagine? just the comparatively harsh... Right, right. That would seem like a sentence yeah. in itself. So Batman's a dick. Yeah, well, we've all known that. That's true. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you know, I just I thought a lot of it was hokier than I remembered it being. Right. Uh, just some of the dialogue was super clunky and just some of the just super coincidences that happened right. to keep the story going. Yeah. Just, yeah. Like, uh, I didn't... Uh, uh, nostalgia is a funny thing. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly, <laughs> exactly. I mean, like I like the designs of the characters, and then I, you know, I like the framework of the story. I just think the 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 filling was. I, I yeah, yeah. I totally agree with that. Like, I bet when David Tishman and Howard Chicken were, you know, at their cabin doing cocaine all weekend, they were like, "This is sounds great. Look at all these." cool ideas we've got and they're like high-fiving each other and you know having sex with the hookers and it was probably awesome and then and in their minds and then the minds of the hookers around it was probably really cool and then whenever they set it down to paper it just kind of fell apart <laughs> we all know it's true maybe in our case true <clears throat> um, no, I don't know. Uh, but yeah, I, I think it is something that sounded good yeah. as an idea. Yeah. It's just There's just been so many of these kind of things like, oh, the superheroes are actually a little dark and you can't really trust them all the time. It's like, right. no shit. You know, I've read that a thousand times now. But, you know, I'm sure when it came out, there was a lot less of those, probably. Yeah. So. Well, I don't know. Uh, yeah, probably not. 
I mean, this is post Watchmen, post Dark Knight, post Squadron Supreme. Yeah, yeah. but still, uh, yeah, I, I just I think some of it was just too hokey for its own good. And right, just kind of you know, sloppy a little bit here and there, and like I said, just. Uh, I mean, it's the pure coincidence that uh, Bruce Wayne happens to discover that his father was actually a member of the Cryptic Order as right. the Batman. Yeah, yeah. And just happens to find a costume that also fits him so that he can take up his father's mantle to... <laughs> you know, right. Yeah, it's just all... Yeah. yeah, I mean, there's good elements, but it just it doesn't cohese very well. Right. It's like a, it's like a birthday cake that has some of your favorite ingredients, but the cook was fucking... Horrible. Yeah. Uh, I will say this, uh, that uh, I have always kind of held on to the theory that uh, Lois Lane would make a much better Batman uh, romantic interest yeah. than uh, Superman romantic right. interest. Right, yeah. Because uh, I kind of fucking hate Lois Lane as a character <laughs> as a whole. <laughs> but I always find her enjoyable whenever she interacts with Batman. Yeah, yeah, and, she was, uh, she had good, uh, you know, synergy with Batman. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't think uh, I don't think she's a good Superman character. Hmm, that's interesting. That would actually make a really good, uh, you know, character character uh, development for Superman too. If he lost Lois Lane to Batman, yeah, because maybe he wouldn't be as like, you know, ho ho ho. Yeah. <laughs> maybe he would be a little more fucking crazy, and I don't know. Nobody wants to read. Uh, I guess never, never. Everybody wants to read a fucking crazy Superman. Yeah, they do because they all want to fucking see Man of Steel. <laughs> right. Terrible movie. I haven't seen it. Nor should you, but you probably will anyway. On DVD, maybe. maybe. You'll probably actually enjoy it. I don't know. I don't I don't wouldn't expect to, but I'll try it out. You'll probably love it. And then we can no longer be friends. <laughs> My girlfriend loved it. Joji No, he didn't. He did not like it. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, still that doesn't sour this one doesn't sour me on Elseworlds because I love I love where they come from. Oh, like, yeah. I mean, they all, they're all different. Yeah. I mean, it's not all about the same. Yeah, exactly. Like, you can't always have a good one, but right. it's always worth checking out because they're so different. Yeah. And, you know, the only problem, and I think we've talked about this before, is that uh, they all kind of end the same. And that, uh, hey, here's the status quo that we all know about. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of what happens in this one. Right, here. yeah. Like Batman's, you know, kind of arguing for uh, not, I don't know, not killing the, the criminals. He's right, you know, right. about chasing them endlessly. And, yeah. 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 yeah, it was fine. It, I mean, I, I certainly, I, I did certainly love this comic when I first read it. And now I'm just sort of meh nah on it. Right. Yeah. You're lukewarm. Yeah. 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 All right. Take a break. Sure. Remarkable! And aliens who came to Earth gathering. Great gosh, the man has soul, we must have him. 
like a compassion. There is none after me. Liz with all way a walker and run after me. Snatch crowns, done this, on this, done this behind. Out the way a whole rain, I run Even one way or the other foundation choose Although the pruner kick I didn't come to wound a sick child In a lost world Acting like a lunatic Who provoked to a herd of smoke Force good men to pull out And start to murder folk Tired of the basement place then Take responsibility for your action as a race then Instead of put cheer in a bone Paperhood promote negativity And fear in our own neighborhood Since royalty breed to be uh -huh. And I put sports seed where sports seed need to be Like an angel tend to fly ass Mention I ass I didn't make the laws But they make sense to my ass while waiting for the world and wonders, thunders behind Out the way of who rain, I run this Welcome back to Gutter Trash. <laughs> hey. So. So. So today's pretty exciting. Today is exciting. It's raining now. It, well, yeah, there's like a nice little nice little light rain. Yeah. It's not a downpour. I, uh, I went and bought some comics. That was exciting. Yeah. I mean, not at any particular comic store that I uh, enjoy going to, but... Uh, Oh, did you finally use all the rest of your gift certificate? Uh, I did. Yeah, that's yeah. sweet. Um, yeah, I bought uh, some bundles. Uh, yeah, I'm a fan of a bundle. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The uh, cheap, cheap versions of a... Uh... Trade paperbacks. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Some are. Mm -hmm. Some are not. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Even at Mavericks, it was like that. Some yeah. ones I put in there were usually pretty cheap. Right. <laughs> some of the other ones were not. Uh, but I bought a couple cheap ones. I bought uh, Body Count, which is the uh, four-issue uh, Kevin Eastman written, Simon Bisley drawn, uh, Casey Jones, Raphael, uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles team-up comic. Sweet. And, uh, I used to own it a long time ago. I bought it when it came out and then got rid of it during a purge and realized that uh, you know I wanted it again. Yeah. Uh, Those guys are good. Yeah. About uh, the aforementioned Ash, uh, the first six issues of that. Um, and I bought uh, a couple of. Uh, I bought a bundle that already had some stuff in it that I already had. Uh, but uh, it had some stuff in it that I could not find anywhere else. Mm -hmm. And it was cheap enough that I could justify the, the purchase. Oh, yeah. Um, and it was uh, Kelly Jones, The Hammer. Sweet. Yeah. I love Kelly Jones. He's pretty good. He is. He is a guy that not a lot of people talk a lot about. Mm -hmm. And that disappoints me. Because he's got a instantly recognizable, unique style. Yeah. Yeah. Which is great. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then I went to Tim Hortons. Oh, nice. I went there yesterday. Really? Yeah. What'd you get? I got an egg and cheese sandwich on an English muffin. Oh. It was delicious. I got a uh, cheese, bacon, and tomato sandwich, mm. and a bowl of soup, mm. and a pumpkin spice donut. Oh, wow. They have those, yeah, it's yeah. this time of year. Yeah. I had one of those like last last Halloween. It's good stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, finished watching uh, the, uh, watched the, the final episode of uh, Battlestar Galactic. Oh, yeah? Yeah. And now I feel sort of empty inside. <laughs> uh, 
It was a surprisingly good television show. Really? Yeah. Hmm. So that's the series finale. It's done. Yep. Okay. Well, I mean, you know, four years ago. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I've never seen it. I think I've seen... Isn't there, there's an old one, right? Like a 70s one or something? Uh-huh. Yeah. That was a movie, though, right? No. Was it a TV show? Uh-huh. Okay. Well, they made the pilot into a theatrical movie, too. Okay. But... Yeah, it was a TV show. Yeah, I think we watched that when I was a kid. Yeah. Mm, good Never stuff. seen it. Never seen the original. Mm-hmm. Still, we loved this one, though. Uh, this one was great. Yeah. yeah. Uh, started watching it a couple, about a month ago. And, uh, yeah, I watched all four seasons in the um, uh, in the following days up until today. Really? Yeah. Is there somebody writing it that is awesome? Uh, no, I'm not that I know. Okay. Uh, I saw the name Mark Verhayden a lot. He wrote a lot of uh, Dark Horse comics. Okay. Point in time and, huh. uh, some other stuff here and there. Well, that's Tom cool. Cop, he, he wrote that. Oh, that's yeah. a good one. Yeah, yeah. I do like that one. Uh, yeah, yeah, just uh, it was solidly uh, written characters and good actors and, and you know, perfectly okayable sci-fi. You know? <laughs> right, right. That's awesome. A lot, of, a lot of theology talk. It was uh, it was good. I liked it. Hmm. Theology in space. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I haven't, I haven't. I haven't. I haven't really watched anything. I'm trying to remember if I watched any movies. I don't think I did. I watched The Man Who Knew Too Much. Did I talk about that? No. Okay. That was that was pretty good. Yeah. I like that one. The, this was the '50s version okay, right. with uh, Jimmy Stewart. Yeah. Because I think there's like a late 30s version too. Yep. Um, I haven't seen that one, but I want to eventually. But uh, yeah, that was really good. Um, I read the new Ultimate Lost Kisses. Oh. Number 14. Uh, Brian John Mitchell and Nate McDonough. Good stuff. Good stuff. Follow up to yours. That's right. But it's cool because every issue is like a time jump. So they're not like consecutive. So like lost. It is, yeah. No, I don't know. That's what happened in that show or not. I've never seen Lost. Yeah, I've seen, like two episodes. I've seen one episode. Yeah. No, but yeah, it's it's the same character, but it jumps all over the place. Different so character is Lost. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Brian John Mitchell owns the rights to to a couple of the characters from Lost. He won it in a bet with Damon Lindelof because <laughs> Brian was like, I don't think that cow cows can predict the weather. You know, whenever uh, it's going to rain and. David Lindelof thought they could. And turns out Brian was right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Of course he was right. It's just a dumb thing to think. I right. believe. Right. I don't know why that was the first thing that popped in there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You and I did something uh, fun yesterday. Well, we did. Yeah. That's yeah, right. We, did. <laughs> we went. We were like Bruce Wayne and Lois Lane. I call Bruce. Aww. I always have to be Lois. <laughs> you gotta get in there quicker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we we uh, went on a covert mission. And you, <laughs> uh, my my friend Doogie is out of town, and uh, he asked me to go get his illegal milk, <laughs> and Eric volunteered to be my wingman. Yeah. Oh, it was. Uh, I've been waiting for this opportunity for a while. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, we almost did it once, but you were going to go at like seven o'clock in the morning, and it's right. just I can't do that on a Saturday. It was probably more like eight thirty, but I still can't do that yeah, on a Saturday. Yeah. It's just not right. Right, right. But, uh, but you were going to go this time around noonish. And uh, I could handle that. Uh, so uh, yeah, so you, you came and you picked me up, and uh, we we headed down to the uh, to an alley next to the creepiest store in Dayton, Ohio, <laughs> uh, possibly the world. <laughs> it's like a seven-story towering warehouse that sells nothing but junk. Great, yeah, like mannequin parts and rusty kitchen tools, and, 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 and like. Aisles and aisles full of like little metal 
pieces of things that no one knows what they're for. Right, yeah. And, like, there's uh, just whole sections of it that uh, just don't have any lights. <laughs> right. You know, where you can go buy appliances of <laughs> varying types. It's horribly disturbing to go in there. <laughs> right, yeah. right. But fun. Uh, but yeah, so so this uh, this was uh, right outside of there, and just a, a truck and uh, with a with a, uh, a trailer on it, you know, which uh, advertising itself as a water cooler. Uh huh. Yeah. As, as a trailer full of water. Yep. Which, uh, you know, yeah, just the little details that you've never filled me on. I don't remember. I think they might, that might actually be a different trailer. Okay. Because I don't remember seeing that water, that, like, you know, spring water or whatever. Uh-huh. Like, that, I think that's new because when you open the door, one of the key most interesting features was not there. The, like, creepy security cameras. Okay. Um, security vi- view screens. And, uh, so I, I was kind of disappointed for you. I was like, ah. Okay. Well, the uh, the old lady who was hanging around was certainly enough to make up for the uh, lack of uh, security cameras. Yes, <laughs> she's a character. Uh, this is uh, your homeless lady that uh, you you kept telling me about. Yeah, the one I was kind of starting to worry that she was no longer with us because the last couple times I've been there and the last couple times Doogie's been there, she's not been around. Um. But yeah, she was there in full force, and she looked good. Yeah. Like, she looked like she'd... You'd fuck her. I wasn't going to say that. I was going to say, it looks like <laughs> it looks like she was, uh, I don't know, more more put together well. Like, she had, like, her clothes were kind of nice looking. I mean, not like, she didn't look like she was ready to go to a ball, ballroom dance right. or anything, but I mean, you know, like, they weren't, they weren't full of holes and, like, smears of things, you know, right, like... Right. She looked. She looked like healthy and good. I was happy. She, she seemed to be helping people uh, there who were trying to get the the milk. Yeah. Or, or varying dairy products that uh, they <laughs> right. sell. Which I also did not realize. Yeah. Uh, they had uh, jars of yogurt. Yeah. Which nearly made me vomit. Because uh, <laughs> uh, I don't like yogurt as it is anyway, but uh, unprocessed. Whatever they don't do to yogurts, <laughs> yogurt available in just mason jars. On the back of a truck in an alley, right. uh, escorted there by a, a homeless lady. Right, yeah, that is, uh, yeah, no, no thank you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I, there were other people there getting their uh, dairy products. Uh, and there was like paperwork that you had to fill out. And, right. Uh, and a and a and a lock to that would fool James Bond. It was a crazy lock <laughs> that uh, the homeless lady had to help us figure right. out. I haven't even used it before. I was just kind of like, ah, yeah, it's crazy. There's like yeah. a bar and a, a swivel and a, a turn and yeah, all kinds of things. It's crazy. Uh, but yeah, like I went inside the the, the truck and I bumped my head on the roof. And- <laughs> It was just, uh, you know, it was great. And I yeah. the, uh, just the plain gallon bottle of, of uh, milk with the green cap. Green cap? I told you red cap. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's safely in our fridge. Uh, Dookie, sh- I thought he was coming back today, but he hasn't he hasn't called or anything, so it's still, it's still hanging out in the fridge. So, yeah, so that was a thing that I did. Yeah, that was yeah. fun. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What an illegal milk run! It was awesome. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think I told you. I don't, was it on the show where I I told you like I found out it wasn't actually just one cow that he gets this from. I can't remember. Uh, you told me in person, but not on the show. Yeah, it was really disappointing because he said uh, he said something about the milk, and I was like, I was like, so do you know? Do you know the name of your cow? And he's like, what do you what do you mean my cow? And I was like, well, you know, you bought a share of a cow, you know, and then now you get milk from her he's like oh well you know he's got a he's got a bunch of cows so i don't know who it comes from and i was like what <laughs> it's, it, it's a little disappointing it, it kind of shatters a little bit of the illusion you know yeah, that you're yeah. trying to sell here is like an, a, an actual legal process you know yeah, yeah. it's too bad <laughs> yeah uh so i had uh, an encounter today with uh, one of my neighbors oh yeah yeah a pleasant encounter no no. 
certainly not as unpleasant, though, as uh, the previous people who lived upstairs. Right. But uh, not a good encounter whatsoever. Uh-huh. Uh, I was, uh, and also not terrible, but, you know, just, uh, just weird. What happened? I was uh, coming home from the aforementioned Tim Hortons, and uh, so in my arms I had my comics and my... my Apparently, individually bagged items from Tim Hortons. <laughs> yeah, they do that, don't they? Uh, I was trying to carry it at all without dropping it and get my keys out. And uh, so, where I park, like directly right around the corner, is the stairs that go up to the upstairs apartments. And uh, the the lady who lives there was uh, coming down like, the stairs, like right at that point in time. Right as I turned the corner, she was like on the bottom stair. Right, and it startled me, and like I almost would have like bumped her had I been like you know like a second late. Right, and so, like I just looked at her, I was like, "Oh, sorry," you know, and then she just went. <laughs> <laughs> and then I was like, All right. and I walked to my door and went inside. She didn't say a single word to me, and she was it was raining, and she was walking barefoot on the cobblestone sidewalk. Huh. Like man, whatever you cunt, and uh, just closed the door and ate my lunch. Maybe she was startled too. She grumbled. That's right. not a startled noise. Right. Was, she was annoyed. Yeah. She was annoyed that apparently I existed and got in her way. <laughs> it is kind of a blind corner. They it should, is a blind corner. They should have like one of those little mirrors or something out yeah, there. Whatever. Mm-hmm. She should have made more noise coming down the stairs. By wearing shoes. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I see where the shoes would have come into play. Yeah. Because, <laughs> uh, you know, the stairs, you know, they make a lot of noise when you walk up and down. Right. But uh, she was apparently not making any noise. Maybe she was... And also, those stairs are full of tetanus. Why wouldn't you? <laughs> Maybe she was on a covert mission herself, and you alerted someone to her presence, like yeah. spoiling the whole... give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> I had a interesting visit today. Um, uh, Santa? <laughs> and sort of. Um, actually, the guy that gave me my very first haircut ever came over to my house today. What? Yeah. He, That's weird. Him and his wife came by to uh, visit my mom, and I was like, I was like, are you still cutting hair? And he was like, oh, yeah, just three days a week, though. And I was like, I might have to come visit you. Just like in his garage or something. Uh, no, he, no, he he works. I mean, because he's, I think he's like, air quotes retired because he's he's older, but he said he still does it, like two or three days a week. Just in his garage. No, 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 no. There's an actual. It's actually uh, over close to where your parents live. It's in Beaver Creek. It's on the uh, Dayton Senior Road. It's a little barber shop near the post office. I think. Okay. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so I might. If I if I need one, because my guy, my uh, job stopper guy, I think he's back in prison, so I can't really go to him anymore. It's like six stuff. He's got face tattoos. Oh okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it was like six bucks at that guy's place. But I drove by actually yesterday, and I, I saw it was still closed. Right. Last time I went there to try to get a haircut, it was closed. So I was like, ah. Oh. Yeah, that was kind of cool. I used to play, I remember me and my brother, um, my parents would take us both over to his house and he would do it on the weekends because he was friends with my dad. And so me and my brother would p- take turns playing asteroids on Atari with this guy's two sons. And then all four of us would get a haircut right. that day. Nice. Yeah. And we would all just like, like next and like right. somebody would have to stop playing asteroids. It was cool. That's cool. Yeah. And they had go-karts yeah. and we used to ride go-karts down their streets. Like, cause his, his, uh, sons were like five years older than our, than us. Um, and this wasn't back when I was getting my very first haircut. Cause obviously I was too young to be in a go-kart when I was getting my first haircut, but like we did this for years. And, uh, so he would, yeah, we would like ride in the go-karts with his older, older sons. It's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. Pretty cool. You, uh, you can always get a haircut for my mom. You guys seem to have now? <laughs> oh yeah, we showed up at your house together yesterday. <laughs> you thought you you were like, oh shit, he's invited her on the secret milk run. <laughs> She's gonna be the getaway driver. I do the paperwork, you get the milk. She drives the car. <laughs> <laughs> it 
Yeah, your mom's awesome. So. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I'll find out how much she charges. Yeah. I'll see if you can quote me the best deal. I don't know. I've, uh, she's only charged me one price uh, for uh, 30 some years. So. <laughs> yeah, you think I could afford that price? Uh, you can afford my price for You're, sure. Right, yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't know if you would get that price. Right. right now, so. I'm guessing she might be a little more expensive than this guy because he's just kind of like some old dude that's trimming hair for fun, you know. Right. He doesn't. He's retired, so. Right. But hey, you never know. Yeah. That'd be I'll awesome. Find out for you. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Yeah, I'll see you tomorrow. I'll, uh, <clears throat> Although I am kind of, I'm thinking about getting rid of my beard uh-huh. and just kind of growing my hair a little bit for a while because I can, you know. Let's see what happens. So wait, so you're getting rid of your beard and growing your hair for a while? Yeah. It's the opposite. You're not the opposite. It's that you're just not supposed to do anything at all whatsoever. Oh, like I shouldn't touch the beard either. Yeah, you should grow your beard out as long as you're going to grow your hair out. Maybe, I'll, maybe I will try to do that. full hobo. Like Alan Moore style. Yeah. If I grow my hair and my beard uh-huh. to get Alan Moore style, uh-huh. would you buy me some finger armor? I would uh, contribute. Okay. Yeah. Like uh, one piece? Uh, I mean, you know, uh, it doesn't have to be high end. Th- this might be a thing that like you or like me and Joe and Kathleen might all have to go in. Uh, okay, right. Uh, Maybe a know. Kickstarter. Yeah, yeah. Uh, a Kickstarter for your finger armor. Armor my fingers. But once you've grown <laughs> the Alan Moore beard, right? Yeah. yeah, and like for every uh, every tier of uh, donation, you'll just get the same photo of me with that beard in the air because right, yeah. I can't afford to give you anything. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be awesome. Yeah. Tonight is a pretty big thing. Tonight's a pretty big thing, sure, but uh, what would we talk about that here? Well, we don't have to talk about the actual thing, right. but our excitement for the What's f- happening? The finale of Breaking Bad is tonight. Yes, it is. Pretty excited. I'm pretty excited. Mm-hmm. It's a good TV show. It is. All right. Okay. There we go. <laughs> uh, yeah. Huh. So, uh... Pick a movie? Yeah, sure. sure. <laughs> uh, well, so my next movie pick is going to be in the month of October. And I have decided that uh, I'm going to try to fill October up as much as possible with all stuff horror-related. Yeah. So the next movie that I'm going to pick is a horror movie <clears throat> that I have not seen yet. Oh, okay. Uh, but I would like to. And it's uh, a couple years old. It is called A Horrible Way to Die. A Horrible Way to Die. Yes. All right. I'm not familiar with it. Yeah. Uh, I don't know much about it other than it uh, stars a, an actor that I really like called, uh, by the name of A.J. Bowen. And, uh, yeah, that's pretty, it's a horror movie. Sweet. I'm down for that. All right. Seems appropriate. Okay. October. Horror. Halloween. Yeah. Let's get scared. Yeah. <laughs> what would be, like, in your mind right now, yep. what, what would be a horrible way to die? Can uh, who? You think of a good one? I always thought it would be bad because, like, occasionally you read about when someone is, like, in a silo, like, doing some work, and they fall into, like, you know, 50 feet of cornmeal or something, and they just kind of drown in, like, seeds or corn or something. Mm -hmm. To me, that would be quite an awful way to go. Uh, but I don't know why so specific about silo and seeds. I just, I've heard, I hear about that, like, all Do the you? time. Yeah. Do you? All the time. I read about two cases this morning. <laughs> Seriously? No. <laughs> but no, I do hear about it often. I mean, more often than you would think. Like, maybe once a year. Like, once a year, that's often. For something like that. You know? <laughs> uh, well, I'll just continue with the farming, uh... <laughs> Uh, motif. I guess, uh, to me, a horrible way to die would be uh, if you were uh, in a cornfield and you got caught under a thresher. Oh, that would be bad. Yeah. Gosh, yeah. 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 Wow. Like if you were just sleeping in the cornfield? Uh, like if you tripped and like you couldn't uh, oh, yeah. get out and it 
is just coming towards you. Right. Jeez, yeah, that'd be bad. Or a lawnmower. I mean, uh, you know, same same deal. You know, tractor or whatever. Just uh, basically anything where you basically get ground alive. Yeah. 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 That's. uh, It is worse than the silo full of corn. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Yeah, you win. I like how you kept it with the farming thing. Uh, probably. Yeah. If you want my true answer, alone. Oh, I'd be bad too. Alright, now that I've cheered everyone up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Let's get out of here. Sweet. Let's go, let's go prepare. Yeah, we gotta we're meditate. 75 minutes of, of uh, hopefully nerve wracking enjoyment. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure it will be. I'm excited. Uh, me too. All right. Good, good, night. good night, guys and ladies. Brothers, guys. Thank you for listening to Gutter Trash. You can subscribe to the show from guttertrash.net or from iTunes and leave us a review. Visit guttertrash.net for email information, links to our Facebook and Twitter pages, and for other podcasts and websites in the Gutter Trash Network. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time. <laughs>